everybody. Happy Tuesday and welcome on into another episode of Great Quarter Gals. This is the show where we talk awesome women doing awesome things in the freight and logistics space. And I'm your host, Kaylee Nix, here with Grace Sharkey, who, Grace, looks like you are finally home after a pretty long extended stint of travel. Tell us where in the world has Grace Sharkey been? Uh, well, I've been somewhere warm than here that sweater looks nice because we're hitting a beautiful 50 degrees now here in Michigan uh no I was just uh at uh, in Orlando at the CSCMP uh edge conference and really fun stuff uh really interesting to see what people are focused on what trends we're seeing across the industry so a uh, very good time happy happy to be back though we love it. And of course, conference season is in full swing right now. It kind of like starts the fall conference season for the logistics space starts at like the end of August. September, October, November are like the crazy busy season for conferences around the industry. We're going to talk to our guests a little bit about conferencing and the value that that brings to some of these businesses a little bit later on. But let's talk about CSCMP to get started because this is, as you mentioned, a pretty big one. It involves a lot of tech, a lot of really good conversations around the industry. Talk to us about what you saw there and kind of some of the vibes yeah well it's i don't want to have to bring up this wonderful buzzword but it is a wonderful buzzword ai was a big big topic right now uh and in particular uh, even down to pepsico gave a really interesting report on where exactly they're focused on in regards to uh using uh, ai and machine learning to see consumer behavior better different applications that they're using to to gauge certain products and, and things like that. So that that was interesting. I was a part of a panel as well uh, with all women, which was really great with Altana AI and talking about how customs border protection is working to, uh, of course, improve uh, their uh, security, our, our security with goods coming through our borders and using AI to uh, risk manage and, and Make sure that, of course, shippers coming into the U.S. are compliant to uh, customs border protection rules uh, as well. So a lot of different areas that AI touched on. There were, what was interesting, there was maybe one or two that kind of pushed against it. Uh, not so much that AI isn't usable, but that it's it's uh, not where it could be, which I agree. I think that's a problem with this industry and just collecting data and, and putting it into action. But a lot of the momentum was around artificial intelligence and machine learning and finding different ways to to improve on the technology we have available today. Even more interesting, too, we talked about in regards to that in particular, what jobs will look like as as time evolves and what this industry could look like uh, down the line as well. So uh, I found it pretty interesting in regards to really seeing that people are concerned with the roles that they have in-house today, how those could change over time, and of course, what role technology will play in that as well. And to keep that tech train going, you are headed out to San Diego, again, much warmer than where you're at in Michigan right now. We love sunny San Diego. Do go to the TIA Tech Innovations Conference. I believe that comes up in, I think it's next week is the week that it comes up. But TIA Tech Innovations is one of those places where, again, you have all of this tech that comes into the show floor and you get a really good idea about what's going on in the industry. That exhibition hall is highly, highly stacked with technology offerings. Who are you excited to see and to chat with at, at TIA that maybe you didn't get a chance to at CSCMP? And can you convince any of them to come to F3 in about a month? 
<laughs> uh, you know, I think uh, one of the biggest areas in particular, especially coming off of this TIA, TQL uh, verdict situation, right? Uh, I'm very interested in seeing how some of these offshoring, offshore staffing companies are leveraging that news. Uh, I'm also interested, especially when we talk about automation, uh, back office automation, different ways that brokerages in particular are considering the work that their staff is doing today. Uh, and also considering, right, what we've seen with TQL is how much of that work that's falling into overtime could be automated and prevent some of these brokerages from having to change the way that they're paying their employees and, of course, incentivizing their employees as well. Uh, that's, I think, going to be a very interesting discussion. I, it's funny, when I saw the TQO news came out, I, I think the first thing I did was message a number of the of our offshoring uh, friends and, and said, wow, what a, what a day for you to be alive, right? Uh, because you, it's true. I mean, it's just very interesting to me. We're already in an, a, a situation with brokerages where margins are just compressing, compressing, compressing. And if you're telling me there's this chance I'm going to have to be paying the employees that I'm used to paying for decades now a certain rate, I'm going to have to pay them more because I maybe have been uh, qualifying them or exempting them when I shouldn't. Oof, boy, uh, what a hurdle to climb. So uh, these offshoring uh, teams, I, I'm sure are, are, are this, if those sales teams aren't buzzing right now, uh, then someone's got to get them moving because this is the time for them to shine. Yeah, absolutely. And that person might be Ann Rinke, who will be on Freight Waves now tomorrow for our roundtable to talk a little bit about what the verdict of TQL means for the transportation community, specifically in that intermediary space. Of course, the big one coming up, the Future of Freight Festival. We're super stoked on it. I'm thrilled to hear some of these amazing speakers that are coming. We're going to hear from Brad Jacobs, Ramona Hood from FedEx Custom Critical is going to be there. Who are you most excited to hear from? Uh, I think, honestly, Brad Jacobs, I've heard in the, that he's showed up in the past and he just does speeches like on a whim. He's not like, he doesn't come with notes or anything, which I just think leads to a great time. I've been watching him in the Greenwich, uh, uh, Connecticut uh, conference that they just held. A bunch of really great clips. If you haven't been noticing, he well, he's got a book coming out, but he's he's getting troops ready to do something. Uh, I think he's clearly moving on from the what he's the incredible work he's done at XBO and uh, you can count RXO and GXO in that too if you really want to. Um, so as someone who's really been a fan of of how he brings these fragmented industries together, the fact that he he seems to be staying in transportation still, I'm just. Uh, I think we're all kind of waiting to see what he, he gets his hands into. So to to hear him, uh, hopefully, hopefully bring it up at the F3 stage. What a great exclusive for us that would be. But uh, very excited to talk with him one-on-one -on -one and, and see where his, his mind is going as well. And everyone, you go check out his book. Uh, if you're looking to make just a few billion dollars, uh, he just dropped that uh, book, I think, coming out in January that you can order on Amazon today. So, yeah, if you're just looking to... to a few billion dollars. So go get some tips from him as well. Just a just a <laughs> casual billion. That's it. So for those tickets to hear from Brad Jacobs, from Ramona Hood, and even more, head on over to live.freightwaves.com. It's going to be quite the time. And that'll wrap up kind of the fall conference season for us here. But of course, plenty more going on across the space. And we're going to get into a little bit with it with our live guest today. We've got Emily Felton joining us, who is head of sales over at 
Alvis, which is a brand, not really a brand new, but a very successful TMS system that's now really popped into the space and is having awesome success. So Emily, thank you for joining us on the show today. We're thrilled to have you. Talk to us a little bit about your role at Alvis and what you guys are doing because y'all have been on the road a lot lately too. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, first off, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. And honestly, I'd never thought I'd be sitting here uh, talking with you guys on FreightWave. So it's it's fun. Um, but um, my name is Emily Felleton. I am our head of sales here over at Alvis. And, you know, I've been really focused on building, you know, a diverse sales organization to support a wide range of customers, all while spreading the word about what Alvis is doing. Um, so with that, I mean, we are basically a software company, TMS company, that has optimized the workflows uh, for our customers by creating like a workflow-centric process built within the system, all while having EDI capabilities in one platform. And with that, it's it's giving the users a bit of ease as they can optimize, let's say, something as simple as adding a lumper takes maybe four clicks in our system, where in most legacy platforms, it could take, you know, 30 plus. So just kind of give you a little color, but a lot of fun that we're having over here. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting. I think, uh, especially uh, the way that the market that you're, you're really focused on, especially helping, I think, carriers in particular, right, uh, focusing on, on their tech stack as well as, you know, we're just talking about this, uh, just the life of a, of a broker today and, and all the areas that they need to bring value. But my favorite part of this technology revolution is I think carriers can now really enhance their own uh, capabilities and and get to a point where maybe they're reliant on brokers for loads here and there, but they're able to, you know, manage their own business and grow as well. Can you talk a little bit about you know, how your technology is helping some of these uh, groups within supply chain that have historically not have uh, the technology behind them to to scale and grow. Absolutely. So you know, not that there's a, there's a lot of great legacy platforms out there today. So without them, we wouldn't be where we are. So first and foremost, you know, we appreciate that. Um, but I think when you look at Alvis and what we're really doing to revolutionize, you know, the TMS space is. We're working with, you know, carriers and brokers today to, you know, rely on a strategic partner or create a st strategic partnership with Alvis, you know, to not only manage their day-to-day -day operations, but to manage, you know, their customer service agreements, their SLAs, and therefore we're able to handle all the different types of companies out there. Just being that no company operates the same, I'm sure you ladies know, um, you know, no carrier, no broker really has the same workflow. Um, so what we've done is really put our resources and our dedication into that workflow uh, process built within Alvis and customizing, let's say, that solution for the users, whether they're enterprise or small to mid-sized businesses. And it's allowing these small guys, you know, big guys to really grow their business. And I think a recent study you know, of ours, we did a case study where in on average about four months, you know, our customers are seeing a revenue growth of 22% um, just from the sheer optimization that the system provides. 
So you guys raised, you secured a big raise this year. And the, your CEO, Nick, of course, he's great on LinkedIn. He has a great presence around at these conferences. And this was something I think that really marked a milestone for Alvis this year. Can you talk a little bit about securing that raise and kind of the energy and the atmosphere that it brings to a company who is in the startup space to know that they have that backing and know that you guys now have a, a pretty solid runway going forward, especially because it's it's a tougher economic market right now for startups. But securing that raise was really kind of one of the most exciting things y'all have done this year. Yeah, it has been. Um, for somebody that's been here from, you know, the beginning, one of some of the first, you know, hires in the U.S. myself, I, it's been very exciting for us to kind of go through that. Um, securing the raise wasn't easy. We were definitely uh, growing very quickly. So, you know, you've got your awkward growth stage, but um, to be expected, you know, when you're you're empowered to do what's right for the industry and, you know, like you said, fragmented industry and consolidating it into one roof, um, that's what we're doing. We're really filling a need of the industry today where, you know, carriers and brokers are able to aggregate everything all into one. And from that, there's truly, you know, awesome people here at Alvis. We have a great product and we're really fixing that gap in the supply chain. So it's been, it's been incredibly exciting, you know, that we all have a very unique passion for supply chain as well as technology. And that's kind of what makes Alvis a little bit of a miracle in that regard, being that, you know, you have people like myself who've been an operator for 15 plus years in supply chain that came to the tech side. And so we actively get to help people that were doing the jobs that I was doing before, you know, so it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and I would say ultimately securing the raise was just, you know, proof that we're doing something right. <laughs> and I'm sure we have a lot more to go. It's just going to continue from here and I have full faith that we'll do it. Well, you know, I want to ask you about that, right? Coming from uh, the freight side, I think that's, it's interesting to see that the human come into the tech side and help bring a lot of these uh, areas of efficiency. What has that been like for you and just your career in freight in particular and, and the revolution that we've seen technology take in this industry as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, I kind of stumbled into supply chain, so I wasn't expecting to <laughs> get into it, but I honestly think it's been the perfect career for me. Um, I, you know, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but I kind of have always been a little bit of a nerd in that regard where I love puzzles. I um, feel like supply chain, in essence, has always been that never-ending puzzle. And as I kind of got deeper and deeper into the supply chain, I just realized, wow, this is, you know, I get excited every day to wake up and see what problem is going to be today. Um, but it's it's all part of the fun and game, um, ultimately. I agree with that. I think all of us stumble into this industry because we have a little bit of that kind of puzzle mindset, that little bit of problem solving, maybe a little bit of a freight nerd. Grace is a massive freight nerd and specifically a freight tech nerd. If you ever get her ear on the conference floor, you guys will talk about freight tech for hours and hours and hours. And speaking of conferences, that's one of kind of the bread and butter for startups right now is having that presence on a conference floor. You guys have been 
everywhere. You guys were in Chicago. You were in Orlando last week. Folks are in Houston this week for y'all. Can you talk a little bit about kind of that value add that conferencing has and how it plays into the process of sales as a startup is not just getting your product in front of people, not just getting eyes on marketing, but getting people to people connected on a conference floor and how that's really, really valuable, especially when you're trying to sell technology. Yeah, um, I will say, honestly, conference season, my, my family hates this season. <laughs> my husband is like, oh, it's like I, I joke around and I say it's the gauntlet of 10 weeks of truly just being on the road. You never really know what's going to go on, but it just because it's unpredictable in some ways. Um, but for those of us that have been around, you know, the, you got to be ready to network. You got to be curious and not afraid to start random conversations. And with that, you know, it usually leads you to creating great relationships and or memorable ones. And not only does, let's say, you know, the conference itself add to, let's say, your brand awareness. So for Alvis, it's been one of our stomping grounds all last year and this year just to really allow people to figure out what we are doing, you know. And with that, we've gained some wonderful clients and created that awareness of how we're truly changing, you know, the TMS game. And I, I can't tell you how fabulous it's been um, in comparison to some of the other times in prior years where I've just gone to industry, you know, conventions. But it's been a lot more fun this time, I will say. It's exhausting, but fun. <laughs> it, exhausting for sure. And of course, as we mentioned earlier, we've got the Future Freight Festival coming up here in a little bit under a month, which is our big conference here at Freight Waves. And my favorite thing about this is that it is a very interactive experience for all folks who are attending, right? And a logistics conference is very different because you have a lot of I guess, kind of people who rely on your technology, but also a lot of competition through your other providers. And so it's a good chance to make your standout pitches, to make those standout connections and really kind of get to know people, as you mentioned, build those relationships. And on that relationship thread, being someone who has jumped from freight into tech, how has your personal journey been impacted by people in the space, people you've met? Has it led to any mentorship, mentee opportunities? And have you really kind of seen any personal growth or career growth from the people that you've met in this space? So mentorship is definitely something I truly do believe in. I've had some wonderful mentors in my career, both, you know, male and female that have truly provided great insight that I can still pull from every day um, today. And I would say, you know, some of the biggest ones I remember, I, I was, I've been in the industry for quite some time, you know, and I was trying to decide, do I, do I make that leap? Do I go from, you know, the operation side or the sales side within organizations after, you know, getting my MBA, it's a matter of, I had to use those mentorships and, or ask them, you know, what do I do? How do I do this? You know, is it something I really want to do? And one of them specifically said to me, um, he he likes Wayne Gretzky. And so he would always quote and say, you know, you're going to miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And what better way to take it than to bet on yourself and go for it. And so with that, you know, I definitely leaned in. I've known Nick for over a decade and truly have watched what he's done over the years as, you know, he brought this vision of Alvis to life and it really moved me to 
you know, be able to be a part of this and ask, you know, what is it, what better way to give back to an industry that, you know, I'm passionate about than to help fill a void, help close a gap, help the small guys, help the big guys truly optimize their business day to day so they can get home to their families each and every night if that's what they want to do. You know, we all work crazy hours. We all know that. Um, but it's a matter of, you know, how do you really take it from, you know, one place of being in there to actively solving some of the real problems we all have? Yeah. Uh, I'm back. Woo, here we go. Uh, <laughs> the one question I'm interested from your point of view and, and your time in, in this industry, what could we see? How can we see the industry change to make it more supportive and, and attractive for women out there that are looking to advance their careers in this? Well, I think that, you know, number one, the industry has definitely gotten better than when I started uh, back in the early 2000s, I will say, you know, we still have a very fragmented industry that's rapidly consolidating. Um, you know, we're used to the nickel and dime and experienced, you know, carriers and brokers and a one size all mentality. And that's kind of what people or some people expect. And you could say the same thing for women and minorities if we're going to talk about equality. Um, we're a really diverse industry and with a diverse set of customers, you know, until there's real equal representation and personnel responsibility pay, um, there's going to be a gap, you know, and, and if we're truly going to serve the customers of our industry, we, as, as people of the industry have a responsibility and it's in our best interest to really bridge that gap. I think all of that needs to change, you know, <laughs> it could go on, but I think in essence, it's, you know, we all have our part. And we love that. And things like this, having great and very successful women like you on our show really help kind of start the bridge to bridge that gap from an understanding perspective of things. So Emily, looking forward, obviously you guys are set up for some really great success to round out the rest of the year. What are you most excited about coming into the end of 2023 and the start of 2024, especially as you look at kind of the growth of Alvis, maybe some personal growth, career growth? What What is getting you excited about progress in the industry right now? Yeah, honestly, just watching my team grow has been one of the most exciting pieces so far this year. And I'm I'm really excited to see where it ends at the end of this year. I've gave, we have some lofty goals and I think we're going to hit them. Um, I have full faith in my team. And I think as a, as somebody who is, you know, not just motivated by your standard, you know, sales orientation of, you know, money or whatever, it's definitely something where I just truly love coaching and investing in my team and seeing how they're growing. Um, and just watching them achieve their own goals. It's definitely been a fun process and observation to just sit back and watch them absorb all the good. And I tell them not to remember the bad, but all the good. <laughs> you got to brush the bad off and, and just let it roll. Well, we appreciate you guys. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. If people want to get connected with you guys at Alvis, maybe to learn a little bit about the business or they just want to connect and look about joining your awesome team that you've got some lofty goals for, where, where can they go to do that? Yeah, it's Alvis, www.alvis.com. And we have a bunch of information on the website 
fill out a form if you're interested to get a demo. Um, we'd have we'd be happy to have you if you're interested. Awesome, Emily. Well, thank you so much. And for those who don't know, shout out to my fiance, Kalen, for setting us up with this opportunity because he's the reason that we got it together today. So thank you guys. We'll see y'all in person at F3 coming up in just a few months and have a great rest of your time the rest of your conference season. Right now, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about what's coming up here on Freight Waves because as I mentioned, F3 is right around the corner. So you can head on over to live.freightwaves.com and get those tickets if you haven't quite purchased them yet. You're running out of time. It's less than a month before we're all here together in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So of course, F3, that big event of the year, you're going to hear from some awesome speakers. You're going to get some really great demos. You'll get to check out awesome tech around the industry, like what they're providing at Alvis. And of course, you'll get to network with your favorite freight friends. Hear some cute, some cool music as well. So make sure that you get tickets for that. And while you're over on uh, live.freightwaves.com, and start filling out your schedule for next year as well before the uh, spring conference season comes around and you get into that busy time as well. We'll round things out here with the Domestic Supply Chain Summit on FreightWaves TV on December 13th and then get things started back again in March. That's it for Great Quarter Gals today. Thank you all for tuning in. Of course, you can always catch our rerun episodes on YouTube. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and we'll see you guys next week. One, two, three, go!